So sing on. Cool. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Uncultured, the podcast. I'm your host, Kripa, here to add a little bit of color to your weeks. Today's guest is Aditi. She goes by Aditi Makeup online and is a content creator, Sydney-based makeup artist, and ex-accountant. Today, we're going to be talking about her journey with her relationship with her body through weight loss and weight gain. See you on the other side. Guys, I wanted to hop in before we get into the episode. This chat with Aditi was amazing. I felt like I was holding up a mirror and listening to struggles that I've gone through and I know that a lot of us have gone through regardless of our age, our gender, our ethnicity. Aditi has over 6,000 followers on Instagram, which is absolutely amazing. I happened to come across one of Aditi's Instagram stories last year. When I say one of, it was a very, very long stream of stories, which documented her journey working really hard to lose 20 kilos. I found it really inspiring. I found it really relatable and could not wait to have her on as a guest on Uncultured. That's why I reached out to her. In this episode, we do talk about how Aditi went keto for about a year in order to catalyze her into a much healthier lifestyle. I wanted to flag. This doesn't necessarily mean that we're advocating for keto. It's just what worked for Aditi. We're advocating for being your best self and being able to harness your energy and motivation to change your life for the better, whatever that means to you. Today's episode does discuss topics around weight loss, weight gain, and diet culture, as well as Aditi's relationship with her body. If this sounds like it could be a little bit triggering for you, we do have five other episodes out, so please go check them out, and we'll see you next week. Now let's get into the episode. Aditi, hi, I'm in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. I know it's not the easiest topic to talk about, but but you do sound really passionate about it. I'm really passionate about it, which is why I'm really excited. I resonated with a lot of parts of your story, so I'm keen to get into it. I know that it is a Monday and a lot of people are working, but luckily we're both creatives, yes. so we're both just chilling. I'm glad we got a Monday. <laughs> I know. Everyone wants to always pack in things on the weekend. I'm like, how about weekdays? <laughs> so this is amazing. Aditi is 22? 22. Two, 2023. Why did I have to think about that? <laughs> you thought so much. I'm 2023 this month. So oh, amazing. Okay. So 22 and 11 months. <laughs> so, and you have been doing makeup for how many years now? It's been close to six years now. Wow. Five years and a bit. But I started in high school on myself and just doing makeup to sort of improve my own skills. And then I think five years ago is when I started clients. So, so you would have been seventeen when you started. Seventeen, yep, Jeez. little baby me. And this is this is before there was any kind of hype around Instagram. Yeah, before you know, were you on Instagram straight away? Um, yeah. So I obviously had like a personal account and stuff. And then when my friends were like, "You should start posting photos," I'm like, "Oh, let me just make an account. What should I call it? What's my name? Aditi. Okay, makeup. Put those two together. <laughs> became a thing." Put up a photo with myself with a pink eyeshadow look. So not critical, so carefree. Random people started following me, like people I knew still, but distant. And that's just, yeah, history now. And what did you do before kind of getting into this? Because now you're doing, you're doing this full time. 
What were yeah. you doing before this? So I was an accountant by profession. I studied a Bachelor of Applied Finance and Economics at Macquarie. So boring. I hate talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked at a bank. Then I worked at an accounting firm, a few jobs in between. I was actually fine with that for a while until COVID happened. COVID happened. I had time working from home and I was like, hey, I can film makeup videos. Let mm. me try it. I had started this like a few years ago, like filming makeup videos and stuff, but like the quality wasn't good or anything. That's when I leveled up. <laughs> I got a camera, I got lights, did a whole reno of my beauty room. And then mm. I'm the only, probably one of the only few people in the world who are really grateful for that time. I was so motivated during that time. Even when we went back to work, I would edit on my way to work, one hour bus ride into the city, one hour back in my lunch break. I was still at my desk editing my beauty videos. That's when I really discovered my passion. Mm. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. And how did your online presence over the last year, did you feel like you got more work oh, as a result of yeah. going online? Basically, there's two ways to go about that. One is I started just posting my own face on my page and people thought I stopped doing clients. Oh. People, I would always get messages like, hey, are you still taking clients? I'm like, yes, I am. But I'm just trying to keep this page alive Aesthetic and good and, and more like, yeah, but I will post my clients on my stories and stuff. So I did get a lot more interest paired with that was COVID. So not many people were having events. Yeah. So it was kind of like it offset each other, though I was getting a lot more engagement and a lot more people interested in my work in my page. There weren't the events to translate and convert those clients into actual bookings. After the events scene has opened up again, it's been amazing. I'm so grateful for all my clients. And yeah, there's definitely been more clients and like more engagement. And yeah, it's been really good. And what were your passions as a child growing up? Okay, so I was a really artsy kid. I could sit and draw on a piece of paper for five hours at the age of like four. But if you asked me to do like maths or anything else, I would be so impatient and not sit on my butt for like even a second. So that's how it started. I did like art school growing up. I had an amazing art teacher. Unfortunately, she's moved back to India now, but she like shaped me as a person. I guess that converted into makeup at 17. You said that you started makeup because you wanted to cover up your acne. Your art translated into your face as a way to cover up yeah. parts of your face. What was your relationship like with your appearance and body image growing up? Very honest, I was actually fine with my body growing up. I wasn't insecure about my body growing up, maybe because I was your typical skinny girl. Um, I hate using the words fat and skinny, but I was. I was like uh, probably like a size eight growing up didn't really have much body insecurity because I hadn't started gaining weight till after high school mm. so up till year 12 I was fine like in terms of like my mental space about my weight I didn't have any concerns about it but it really started about second year uni mm. when I did start putting on the weight mm. um I was aware of like body image issues and people having mental health issues regarding body image but I just it didn't affect me I didn't mind because I did I wasn't personally experiencing anything so you said that you started noticing weight gain in second year uni yeah but again very oblivious you know sometimes ignorance is bliss if you don't want to address something in your own mind you kind of feel like it doesn't exist I was aware I was putting on weight but I didn't want to 
address it. I don't know what it was. Now I'm trying to articulate in words that emotion, but it was weird. I did. I knew I was gaining weight. I knew I had to do something about it. I should do something about it, but I just didn't. Yeah. So I just didn't want to deal with it, I guess. Why, why do you think it was a problem? Like what indicated that it was a problem? So I knew that I had PCOS. Weight gain was a common occurrence of that. It's not like I just ate my heart out and gained weight. That wasn't why I gained weight. Obviously, like eating and stuff, your habits contribute to your weight gain. You don't just gain weight for no reason, but it's a lot easier to gain the weight. Like my hormones had changed. During school, I was like a size eight. So what happened? Why the sudden change? And I tried to attribute it to a lot of things. I'm like, oh, I'm in a new relationship. Maybe I'm just eating more. I mean, it was a bit of everything. Yeah, I was just living my best life (laughs) good on you for doing that I think I can relate really well to knowing that it's happening but not really wanting to or feeling this like urge to do anything about it and I think the only thing that tells you it's a problem is that society's perception of what is healthy and what isn't is that being conventionally skinny is what is desired and as much as the body positivity movement keeps us happy and confident there is always this niggling feeling for a lot of us when we do put on weight that hey why is this happening and this is something I need to fix I just want to say you're right but I knew I was aware in the back of my mind that I wasn't healthy Mm. so it wasn't like I was exercising all the time and it's not like I was physically healthy at the time I wasn't doing anything to keep myself healthy I just thought that that same formula which had applied throughout my high school years would apply when I was growing up obviously that was totally wrong on my part and I had to learn and grow from that now I can understand looking back that If one is like exercising, keeping fit and still gaining weight, maybe their heart is healthy, they're healthy physically. But like, but you felt that you weren't and you knew that you weren't. I knew. And you mentioned that you were diagnosed with PCOS. uh, PCOS. Yeah. So when was that and how did that happen and what was your experience with PCOS? Um, So my thing was I knew as soon as I graduated high school, it was like first year uni. I'm pretty sure I got my a scan done. That was my on my mom, which is really good. I'm really thankful that she pushed me to do that because she had it herself. So she she wanted to get it diagnosed early because obviously there are problems re- relation to conceiving and stuff later on in life. So she just wanted to know from an early age if I had it or not. So I knew even before I put on the weight. I had acne, another big red flag, hormonal acne, cystic acne. That's where the whole makeup thing comes in. Everything kind of interrelates because at that time I'd recently started my page. I was a lot more focused on my face. I wasn't really focused on my body as much. So I had like a weird experience with, I still have PCOS, but I had a weird experience in the beginning with it because I kind of was ignorant to a lot of the symptoms and because makeup was the biggest thing in my life at the time I just wanted my skin to be clear Mm. which is why I got on the pill Mm. which is a whole new debate as to whether the pill pushed my weight gain or it was it the PCOS um there's no real direct or both no one knows and even like experts it's very hard to differentiate the two and really study which one contributes to the problems and even I I did a poll on my Instagram stories asking about this because I was really interested to know as to whether a lot of girls who were on the pill, how their experience was with it. So a lot of girls said it made them depressed. And even me, I felt like I did go through sadder periods in my life, but I wasn't sure if that was depression. And then when I stopped it, I was kind of okay. A lot comes with 
making decisions like that. You might just think, you know, you're controlling your acne with the pill and your hormones, but are you really doing what's best for you mentally and physically? Mm. Like no one can really advise you on that except for yourself. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like there isn't a lot of research on this as well, talking to different women and figuring out all the variables and really pinning it down and being like, this particular pill is going to work for you, this particular pill is not going to work for you. Yeah. There's so many brands as well. Yeah. So it's a whole nother ball game. So mm-hmm. I can I can definitely understand that struggle that you went through. With your PCOS journey, how did you feel like that stabilized and how do you feel like you kind of manage it now? I'm going to be very honest here and this is just my experience but I did feel like controlling my weight definitely controls all the side effects Mm. because I'm not going to say weight let's just say controlling your sugar and your insulin so what you eat that really really helps PCOS when you reduce your insulin like your sugar your body naturally regulates its hormones especially when you have PCOS and combined with like going to the gym and stuff especially lifting weights not so much cardio but because you have like a testosterone imbalance or the way your hormones function they're more responsive to weightlifting that's when I felt like my body regulated itself when I reduced my weight and that's when my skin cleared up as well that I kind of took matters into my own hands and I got off the pill and I'm not a GP I feel like the book knowledge is very different to what you experience practically so I just took matters into my own hands and just got off it and that's really when I started experiencing normality when I felt like I had control over my body and my hormones weren't controlling me Um, mentally I was a lot better I don't know if that's because of the weight loss that's because of me controlling the PCOS I can't say but Mm. that's just how I naturally felt or getting off the pill or exercising or or getting off the pill or even exercising I think I just did five different good things at once so I couldn't really that'll do it yeah So rewinding back to the beginning of your weight loss journey, what kicked you into feeling like something had to change? I was just sick of it. I was sick of gaining weight and I was sick of not fitting into my clothes and I was sick of looking in the mirror and feeling like crap. And I knew that I was not healthy. I knew that I was unfit. I knew that if I didn't change anything, no one was going to do it for me. This cycle would just continue and worsen. I tried balancing what I ate I tried eating normally for some reason that just didn't work for me personally because of my habits sometimes you need to go cold turkey to instill good habits in yourself and understand food nutrition and things like that my parents are in India and this is so cheesy but it was first January (laughs) and I was like today I'm going to change my life and I'm not going to make this a new year's resolution I'm just going to do it so I went out to Coles I looked up Um, keto stuff one week in I was like damn like I'm not bloated and I've lost like a kilo what is happening it was drastic I know drastic things aren't always great and I'm not recommending keto but it was enough for me to give me motivation which is why I'm grateful for it and also I started understanding that sugars are in everything like literally I used to drink cow's milk and I loved milk I looked at milk sugar and milk there's sugar in milk what see this is what i mean there's sugar in everything and so i just started understanding food Food, a little better and understanding how to read labels and maybe i won't 
go back to being like full keto ever again but definitely that period of like a year just taught me everything I need to know in terms of understanding what I put into my mouth. When you were feeling like you needed to change and you weren't feeling healthy and you weren't feeling good about yourself did you feel like that was fully internal or were there external factors were people making comments what was what was life like at that time? Yes very like okay so I I remember going to India and you know how like Sometimes Indian people in India, just they have no filter. They'll say whatever they want. The first thing when they look at you, be like, you put on so much weight or I'm like, what's the need to make that comment? Yeah, it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone or anything. And those comments were really upsetting. And interestingly enough, those didn't spike my motivation to lose weight. They just kind of just made me annoyed and more upset. But sad. Yeah, it just... But it didn't give me that inner motivation. I feel like the motivation has to come from within. Um, People calling you bad or telling you've put on weight is not going to do it for you. It's just going to affect you mentally negatively. I feel like it's Indian people everywhere. Or not even (laughs) Indian. I feel like it's South Asian people. Like this this feeling of entitlement to telling people. And this is the thing, right? Everyone means well. And everyone's looking out for each other. But this is not productive it's not going to make anyone feel motivated you're right it's so funny you say they mean well but it's like do you ever go up to the auntie and be like you put on so much weight you would never even if you mean well so i just feel like it's something which needs to stop there's no excuse for it why are people commenting are they gonna help you with your weight loss are they gonna personal train you are they gonna take you to the gym like they're Mm. not gonna do anything productive besides make you feel bad I, I think it's a it's a bigger problem and that's like a whole another beast that needs to be tackled because your self-worth starts getting really linked to you know your weight. your weight and that's such an unhealthy link to have because you're gonna gain weight and lose weight throughout your life and every time you gain weight you're gonna feel lesser because of comments like that that's gonna be linked to your perception of yourself and do you know what's really sad I have a relative who's super skinny and she knows that she's skinny but she she gets comments from people saying like, oh, you should eat more. Mm. And it's the same thing, it's, like yeah. being bigger or smaller, you're going to get these comments regardless. Exactly. People are going to co- have an opinion on your body, which they shouldn't. Yeah, so. you're right. It's not advice. It's yeah. just a comment. Yeah. And yeah, what does it do? It doesn't help anyone. Coming up after the break, Adithi talks about career, how people treated her differently after weight loss and how life is like after weight gain. See you there. Now, uh, feel free to tackle this question however you want to. I remember watching your stories about this. You mentioned that at that point in your life when you realized you wanted to lose weight, you were feeling affected emotionally by the weight gain and other factors in your life. Can you describe that period for yourself? I was just kind of every time I'd have to go somewhere or get ready, I would always feel really down that I didn't look good every time something wouldn't fit it was just really mentally affecting and I just felt like when you ignore something so much but you feel so affected by it so much it's such a deadly combo like yeah and I remember it affecting my makeup as well because I was not confident 
to do stuff on myself, not yeah. comment to post on my like post stuff. It's so visual. It's your appearance, your career, yeah. and when your career is so tied to how you look, I can imagine that your weight gain would make you demotivated. And I feel like as a makeup artist, I was just focusing on doing makeup on other people. Maybe another reason that I never tried content creation beforehand because I was afraid about my angles and how I would look on camera. And now I just. I'm not going to say I don't care, but I feel like I care so much less because let people appreciate the work, not how fat or skinny I am. I just didn't delve into my passions. I didn't have a passion. I was just going about my life with no direction, I would say. It's just this feeling of you're never satisfied in the moment. Never. I will look back at photos of myself Three months ago and be like, damn, I look good. But I didn't feel good back then. Yeah. It's your, if it's not your body, it's your face. If it's not your face, it's your hair. Literally, my biggest thing is naturally I have a rounder face, okay? Even when I'm at my smallest. So when I gain weight, you'll see it in my face. Even now, sometimes I do that to myself. I'm like, oh, I hate my, like, I hate this video. The makeup was amazing and the, the video was amazing. But I'm like, oh, my face looks so round. And then I have to tell myself to get over it. But it's just like an internal struggle. You're going to be in your face and your body forever. Your face is something you can't change. Yeah. At least your body is something that we have our relationship with up and down. But yeah. our face is fundamentally going to be more or less the same. Yeah. One issue I have is I'm not fitting into that typical influencer box because I'm not just going to sit there and take a photo of myself in an outfit in front of a mirror. This year has been a turning point for me. I'm just saying this because if anyone listening is going through this, trust me, I went through it. I... Never used to do photo shoots. My arms are too fat. My stomach's too fat. I can't wear a lingo. I can't do this. And then eventually I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it. I'm going to take photos in a full outfit, do my hair and makeup. And people loved it. This, this is just reinforcing why I shouldn't have been so insecure mm. when people don't really care. We talked about the people who do care and the aunties yeah. and South Asian people who are so critical, but there's so many more people who don't care. We can't let those people who care change how we feel about ourselves. With my photo shoots, I'm kind of still a bit nervous to get a photographer to take photos of me. What if he doesn't know my angles and what if I don't look good? Yeah. So it's just like a mental struggle, especially in this whole beauty space. Yeah. I mean, I've seen your photo shoots. They are amazing and I can absolutely relate not wanting to trust someone else with your angles and ultimately they're people that they know what they're doing and I have a friend her name is Manisha shout out to Manisha she's a brilliant photographer she's very good at being like I'm gonna take a photo of you and what I think is beautiful is going to be something that a lot of people think is beautiful, regardless of if your arm hair is showing, regardless of if she's the one that made me realize that you have to trust your photographer. It's their role to take a good photo and it's the audience's role to decide if it's a good photo. It's yeah. not your responsibility. You're just the object. You're the subject. So um, about two years ago now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, two, three, yeah. Yeah, so you decided that, on January the 1st, you were probably the only person in the history of ever to actually follow <laughs> oh, through with no. any kind of January the 1st resolution, even though it wasn't a New Year's resolution. It wasn't. Um, but you had you had bought all this stuff and you decided this was something you wanted to do and you followed through with it and you dropped 20 kilos? 20 kilos, yeah, over about the 
eight months a year yeah before I started keto I had been to had a gym membership and I would go to the gym and I would go to the gym for a month and be eating relatively clean um managing my calories and things like that but it wasn't working like for my motivation it was working slowly like I like I said I would lose a kilo and whatnot but it wasn't enough to keep me motivated yeah it it didn't like keep my interest the next month I would be back to my old habits yeah which is my problem which was a lot of people's problems and that's why a lot of people struggle with weight loss because whereas with with keto in the first few weeks I lost quite a bit of weight and that motivation kept me going and that kept kept went on for like a year and I'm like without that catalyst I wouldn't have been able to lose weight I do want to add a disclaimer that that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone needs to be losing weight or reading labels or any of that. But if that's something that isn't working for you and it's one of your life goals, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to like be hyping up keto or anything because I know it's not for everyone and I'm not a dietitian or nutritionist. I yeah. don't want to sit here and give advice because I'm not. It's yeah. just what worked for me. And honestly, just do what works for you. And yeah. if like a balanced diet works for you, amazing. Like that's the goal. Like that's beautiful. When you lost that 20 kilos, how did you keep the motivation when you could see the change in yourself and it ne- didn't necessarily manifest in what other people saw? Like I, I was going to the gym with keto. Um, I want to say that as well. I For the first two weeks, I wasn't because when your body goes through a change, like you feel a bit tired and things like that for the first few weeks. And then gym is what kept me going. I went to the gym four times a week paired with keto. So like that was like really, really motivating for me. And then it just turned into like setting gym goals for myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to rather than running 30 seconds, I'm going to be able to run two minutes yeah. or like a minute. And then it started, it was so much healthier. The focus was not on the food as much. And I had made the healthy eating habits and I was just doing that blindly. Did you feel that you were treated differently for the way you looked at all? I feel like I get I got a lot of compliments which I wasn't getting before it felt really nice at the time but now that I look back on it I'm like that is so damaging because mm. when you lose weight people think that you look good and they tell you you look good why weren't they saying this before and so when you put on a bit of weight you automatically link their compliments to now like do you know what Your I mean self-worth. like it's just it's it's actually kind of damaging so like if someone loses a lot of weight, sometimes I'm like, I need a tailor. If I want to compliment them, there's a better way to do it rather than being like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. It's amazing. And I yeah. remember the first event I went to that whole night, people were just talking to me about my weight in the sense that, oh, like you lost so much weight. How did you do it? Oh my God, that's amazing. And it was, but it's like, oh. As soon as you put the weight back on, you're going to associate it with you not being good enough. Yeah. And that's so natural. It's definitely like a cycle where you rely on compliments to fuel yourself worth yeah do you think that your self-worth is tied to your weight and do you feel that that has sustained even now after having the hindsight of my self-worth shouldn't be tied to my weight that's a hard question like unfortunately yes I do have a certain extent of my self-worth tied to my weight, which is a thing I'm trying to overcome. But I, the fact that I can acknowledge that and the fact that I've realized that it shouldn't be like that is definitely something which is improving in me. I should just see if I'm healthy. And like that is something I've sort of learned over time, but still struggling with, still struggle with all the time. You did mention you've put some of the weight back on. Yeah. What has that felt like for you? And like I feel, sometimes I feel really bad. Some days I don't care. 
I need to let myself go with the flow. Sometimes in life you have different priorities. It's really hard, like we were talking about before the podcast, to manage everything. So right now I quit my job to be a full-time makeup artist. I'm my everything. I have no one helping me with anything. I literally do my own emails, my own content, my own editing, my own conceptualizing, everything. Gym has been put on a back burner. Like I'm trying to create a good balance for myself, but sometimes other priorities come in the way. I do feel a bit guilty sometimes, but then I'm also like, what I'm doing right now is so time consuming. It's not like it was before when I was I had a nine to five. And when you can detach yourself from your job, you can manage other things. Like what I used to do was I used to go to the go to work and there was an anytime fitness, like a two minute walk from my work. So at one o'clock at lunchtime, I change into my gym gear, run to the gym, do like 30 minutes cardio, come back and work the rest of the afternoon and then go home. And that ideally is amazing, but I can't do that now because I'm not detached from my job. Mm. Your job is part of who you are now. I am my job. Like mm. I don't have a manager telling me, hey, do this. It's not, it doesn't work that way. So just like conflicting priorities I think you sometimes in, there's different periods in your life where you prioritize things. And I guess that leads me to the next question. It's easy to compare yourself to people around you. How does that manifest for you? And how do you kind of w- work to not be hard on yourself? Because I find that difficult yeah. and I don't have a public platform like you do. Yeah. So how do you, you know, prevent yourself from internalizing what other people are achieving and whether that's weight loss, whether that's relationships, whether that's skin, whatever it is. Yeah. I've tried really hard not to do it and I do it. I'm guilty of it. I do it not so much in terms of my weight anymore. I don't sit there and compare my weight to other people like I maybe did four years ago because I feel like I've grown as a person in that respect. Um, But I, now I do it with, for example, content and growth because that's my current priority and I'm like oh my god this person has grown so much great for them but like why can't I is Mm. it because I'm not doing the right things or like those are my thing comparison points which I hate and I'm trying to work on so I feel like this every stage of life you find yourself comparing something with another person and that's just how we're wired and it's so shit how do you how do you stay stay motivated through it like you've been doing it for like five years I just wake up the next day and do it all over again like literally that's it's the I don't let myself have more than a day feeling really down about something that's like just like I try reset every morning obviously when you you know you upload something and it's the shit or like you spend so much time doing something and then it doesn't do well you feel really down that feeling can last throughout the whole week but you just have to like it's it sounds so weird to say but it's like you wake up the next day and you just do another thing yeah and you just repeat and repeat and repeat what does a post doing well mean for you I don't want to be the person who's like it's not about the numbers I mean it is though it is about the numbers like you don't do you know if you put like I've said this before like 15 hours into one piece of content you're gonna look at the numbers as a measure of how like the quality of your work and it can also be I've said this before but like a crap time yeah. that you've posted the post or for example people went online at that time and they, yeah. and all Instagram's algorithm didn't push the post to the top so in terms of body positivity over time whether that's when you felt like you were needing to lose weight or feeling like your relationship with your body wasn't as good versus now do you think the diet culture is where it needs to be do you think it's getting better what are your thoughts on the body positivity movement Okay, so the term diet, I hate. 
like mm. I stopped telling people I was on keto. I just started saying like I have cut my carbs. I think with body positivity, people, they need to find a good balance. I respect girls who are leading the body positivity movement because they are so strong mentally and the stuff that they deal with online is disgusting. People have no filter or they can hide behind a username and say whatever they want. So these girls who are saying hashtag body positivity and doing what they're doing, you require so much strength to be doing that and to make yourself so vulnerable. It definitely is changing culture. And then some people say, that oh like that just gives bigger people a right to be unhealthy but i think that's that's nothing for you to comment on exactly as long as you're healthy no one owes you their health yeah or an explanation of their health that point is completely invalid so i'm 100 percent with the body positivity movement and i feel like as influencers influencers (laughs) um, (laughs) people just need to start being more open and honest about things it's funny but you actually have the power to influence and I've realized that even with the small following that I have I do have the power to change the way that people think you said about the stories and how this whole conversation sparked that I put up about my weight loss so many people resonated with that and things like that are what people need to be more open about because otherwise if I hadn't done that no one would have known the struggles I went through mentally or the fact that every day I looked in the mirror and felt bad about myself but they would see the cute little Instagram video where I'm doing my makeup and looking all pretty and they're like oh my god it humanizes you it makes you human and I think that's what people relate to with a platform you do have an inherent responsibility and I feel like this is even with talking about world issues and things like that before I started growing my platform I used to be like okay but why does a beauty blogger need to speak about humanity issues right in my head like I'm like that's okay if she doesn't but then now I'm like well you have the ability to influence people so if you're not using your platform to guide people on a more positive path you're kind of doing the opposite you know Mm. what I mean it's like when you don't support a cause you're kind of working against it or you're not working with it I do feel like inherent inherent responsibility to talk about this and I want to be more open and vulnerable and raw on my platform about my body and my weight loss and I want to like let go in the sense that I want to start posting whatever you know me in my jeans and t-shirt and maybe I'm looking chubby maybe I'm not that's the goal I want to be able to let go I started making makeup because I love makeup and I that's what I want my page to be about but then I also know people are voyeuristic they want to know everything about your life on TikTok actually I posted makeup tutorials transition videos get a couple of hundred views all good I posted a TikTok with my boyfriend and it literally got like 2k views I'm I actually like, saw this I'm like, <laughs> I'm like seriously yeah. I'm like that takes no effort if that's what people want to see I'm like I have to draw a fine line but That's why I wanted to do this episode because I remember a year ago now, actually almost to the day, I saw your weight loss stories. Yeah. And I remember you saying on those stories, you know, I don't usually do this. I feel really weird about this. Yeah. But I'm guessing that got a lot of engagement and the people were... So much engagement. Yeah. Yeah. That's not you doing your makeup. You were barefaced and Mm -hmm. you were like in bed or, you know, just hanging around. Yeah. I mean, I resonated so much with it. There were points where I was like, same, same, same. That's not your day job. That's not what you've decided to do full time. Yeah. And people were like to me, people till this day, I'll get DMs like, hey, can you upload that weight loss video? I'm like, oh shit, people remember this. I'm like, I don't. Like, even when I when you asked me about this, I'm like, 
I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, got to approach my podcast, but it's not the traditional type of podcast talking about like beauty influencing, content creation. It's more about weight loss and my journey. And I'm like, I'm so vulnerable with that topic because I feel like I still am not where I want to be. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it real. How did your relationship, and this is going, rewinding all the way back. How did your relationship with makeup turn into one that was away from covering up your insecurities into one that was enhancing your beauty or enhancing your art? It's a journey. It's a journey of five years of doing something every single week, every single day now. I have grown to kind of become that person. It's not like I just was wearing makeup and as soon as I got good at it, I'm like, okay, that's that's me done. It's been such a process. And I think the time that it changed was when I did makeup to cover my acne, but then the acne disappeared and I continued to do makeup. And I'm like, now I'm doing this for the right reason. If I stopped doing makeup at that point, that would have been purely for the wrong reason. And then now sometimes I'll get acne. Like last week I had a bloody volcano on my face and (laughs) I'm like, I posted videos showing that on my stories and stuff and I'm I'm I was fine with it it's just the small little things when I pick up my phone and make myself vulnerable that I know that it's like a small moment of growth for me yeah because it's it's hard like you don't see people without platforms when they're having a bad acne day going on their stories and posting a story you would never see it right yeah when they're at a 21st or a boat party with like friends posting with makeup done and a cute dress like whereas with like content creators and people with a platform Every day you kind of have to show up. Are you happy now and how do you know? I know it's a big one. You can tackle it absolutely however you want to. Yes, I am happy now to generalize. And the way I know it is I wake up every day and I don't feel burdened mentally. And that is completely off topic from our whole body positivity discussion. And that's not because of my body. It's because of my job. Mm. It's a bit of a side note. No, but it's, it's still part of you. Yeah, like that's a whole new story. But I hated my job and I felt every day was a struggle. Waking up was a struggle. Getting on the bus was a struggle. My mind was so bogged down mentally. I was trying to keep afloat pretty much. I was trying to keep my makeup page going and... What you see online was not how I was feeling. Like mm. I would I would put up a, a video of me doing a makeup look, but that video was edited with so much stress. When I quit my job is when I truly felt free. Like, of course, there's struggles that I, I go through on a daily basis. And I'm not saying every day is daisies, but definitely as in a holistic sense, I'm definitely happy now. And yeah, my life has changed for the better. What, what direction do you want to take in terms of your relationship with your body? Your body's going to change. How are you personally going to keep your mental health place where it's sustainable and your relationship with your body in a way that's sustainable? I guess I'll only know when the time comes, right? But you just have to remind yourself of the times that you felt crap in the past and the times that you felt better. And you need to remind yourself of the cycle that we discussed. Like if you've had children, for example, and gained weight, you have achieved something incredible. You've given birth to life. You need to find the positives in the situation and a weight gain, which you can probably lose if you want to is something which is so trivial in the like in the larger sense and not everyone will be the same and unfortunately in our society there is a thing called skinny privilege it's what people experience like naturally sometimes if you're skinnier you get 
privilege for certain things and we need to realize that the whole body positivity movement is about changing and eradicating skinny privilege everyone's body should be viewed equally given equal opportunity and I think you just have to keep reminding yourself that other people other than you almost every single person is going through this idea but I just told you that I'm happy where I'm at now but that doesn't mean I don't have really bad days I will still have days where um, I wake up and look at my content and cry about it and that is normal you know everyone goes through bad days and I don't post those bad days on my page do I take a picture of myself crying and post it no I don't but I went on my stories the other day and I'm like I I vented I was like look I'm feeling really crap this didn't do well people know that that side of me exists as well so like I just feel like it's just about being raw and being real (laughs) yeah for sure and I think I need to I'm I still have a long way to go in doing that. Like I don't go on my stories and I don't paint a picture of an ideal life. I mean, look, look, people who do, that's sometimes that's their platform. That's how they want to use it. But I just feel like I'm not very materialistic and things like that. So I'm not going to go and post, for example, like a designer bag or something because that's not me. Even though I know that's what people like to see. I Mm. know people love to see people in nice outfits. But I'm like, no, I will go and buy an $8 shirt from Tempt and wear it with my $10 (laughs) jeans. That is me as a person. I'm not going to try and put that out there on social media if that's something that's not me. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much, Atati, for being on this episode of Uncultured. I feel like that was a very insightful conversation. I think a lot of people are going through the same thing in their own way and to kind of hear how it interacts with you being a content creator is especially interesting so thank you thank you for thank you for being here thank Thank you you for for having me (laughs) yeah I'm really grateful for being given the platform to speak about things so thank you of course well (laughs) you can follow Aditi on Instagram at Aditi Makeup, A-D-I-T-I Makeup, uh, which is a freaking sick handle. Um, <laughs> where else can they find you? Uh, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok, YouTube. TikTok, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> I had to think about that for a sec, but yeah. At the same, same handle? Same handle everywhere, guys. You can follow us at Uncultured Pod on Instagram, and I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>